0: Chapter 1 The Bridge to the Inner World We all want peace and happiness. The search to find peace and happiness underlies all of our endeavors, worldly as well as spiritual. We busy ourselves seeking money, power, and position, hoping they will bring us peace and happiness. Sometimes they do, at least for a while, but acquisitions and achievements are like a gourmet meal. The pleasure and sense of satisfaction quickly fade, and we are hungry again. According to the sages, the fragments of joy we find in the external world are a reflection of the boundless joy that is our birthright the heritage of our eternal home. When we are born, they say, we bring a wisp of that joy with us. As William Wordsworth put it, Not in entire forgetfulness, and not in utter nakedness, but trailing clouds of glory do we come from God who is our home. Ode, Intimations of Immortality Because we have not entirely forgotten this home, We move restlessly through the world, hoping to find a way back, for until we do, we cannot experience real joy. Even when we are surrounded by family and friends, even when we have achieved material comfort and recognition, we are still haunted by an underlying sense of loneliness, an indefinable sense that something is missing. We try everything we can think of to banish this sense, but even if we manage to stifle it, it always returns. Eventually, we stop trying and resign ourselves to life as it is. Our life runs its course and we depart, empty and disappointed. This is the experience of most people. However, those who are endowed with good karmas, the company of the wise, and God's grace are not discouraged by the ultimate emptiness of all that makes up the external world. Instead, they recognize it as a fact and look elsewhere for inner fulfillment standing firm in the midst of the hollow temptations and distractions of worldly life. Armed with firm determination, inner strength, self-trust, and fearlessness, these seekers confront their karmic challenges, pay them off, wash them off, or burn them in the fire of knowledge, eventually attaining freedom from the forces that bind them to the mundane world. For such people, the realization that this world is painful and ultimately unfulfilling yields a determination to move from pain to joy, from lower reality to the higher reality. Once underway, this transition can be completed quickly. Adepts tell us, just turn your face and you are there. Unfortunately, because many of us have developed a firm belief that the world we perceive through our senses is the real world, we find it difficult to turn away from it. Although we may find the high ideals of spirituality and mysticism compelling, they are, after all, only ideals. We have no way to actualize them in our life, no way to move from the realm of transitory pain and pleasure to the realm of eternal joy. A vast chasm seems to stretch between the outer world and the inner world. We feel the pull of the inner realm, but we have no way to cross from here to there. For that, we need a bridge, we also need to find our way to that bridge, and for this we may need help. Then, when we do find the bridge, we discover we cannot cross without the guidance of someone who has perfect understanding of this world and the world beyond, and who also knows the nature of the bridge. Before we can accept guidance, however, we must be certain of the wisdom and compassion of the guide. We must be fully convinced that he or she is a balanced and lawful citizen of both worlds. Most people either are immersed in the world of lower reality and are unaware of the higher spiritual realm, or they are so established in the divine self that they are not aware of the external world. Those who are here and there simultaneously are siddhas, that is, accomplished masters. They stand between the two worlds occasionally sharing their higher knowledge with those living in the realm of lower reality but because they are half here and half there their words and actions